Thank you for listening today. Thank you for opening your your hearts and your minds and your ears. And uh, today I wanted to talk about an element of healing that I think goes goes to the wayside, at least in the West. Um, it's it's not as tangible as other ways of healing that I've come to know in the Western world. Generally, allopathic medicine is, is tested and it's measurable and some things work really well and some things don't. But to a certain degree, everything is pretty, pretty out in the open. It's something you can see, whether it be a surgery. There are things that are physically removed. Uh, there are things that are physically taken and put, in, put into your body that affect specific results. And uh, the part of healing I want to talk about today is is an aspect that's not seen necessarily. It's not measured. You can't take it in the form of a pill or in an IV drip. But uh, but I believe it's real and I believe it's it's actually a key component to healing, especially healing, you know, really deeply embedded diseases. Um, so I was having a conversation with a friend today. And this friend is is stricken with a stage 4 cancer that's starting to be fairly widespread throughout the lymphatic system and, and in some other places. Um, and without getting into the specifics of her situation, which is not important, in this conversation, I wanted to talk about uh, a part of our conversation that was more about using the the aspect of the self that is able to create vision, we'll call it. Not vision with your eyes, but an internal vision. Uh, we were talking about this part of the self as a mechanism for healing, as an important mechanism for healing as possibly the one toggle switch, the one turn of the corner, the one tipping point that that's necessary in order to put this cancer in its place back into a remiss state. So as we were talking, I, I asked her the, if she knew what she wanted the outcome to be. And not just what she wanted the outcome to be, but if she knew exactly how that outcome looked, was she able to really go into a deep meditative state and just viscerally feel exactly how it would feel to come through this cancer on the other end and be healed, completely healed? And I was asking her to imagine that this was her movie. She was the producer, she was the director, she was the writer, she was the actor, 
actress. And I asked her, how do you want this movie to play out? How do you want this story to unfold? I feel right now she's at the climax of the movie. She's at the crux. She's in the hardest situation that the main character would be in. And at this point, there's one of two main ways this movie can play out. And so I asked her, what outcome did she want? And how did that outcome look? And was she aware of how that outcome would feel? So the part of our brains, the part of our beings that is able to go into an imaginative state or into a visioning state I feel it's the part of us that is able to almost pick data, almost as like you're picking an apple off of a tree. It's able to pick data almost out of nowhere, seemingly nowhere, out of the ether. For example, any new invention that comes into being, let's say the airplane, let's say the radio, let's say the cell phone, or first inventions like the telephone in general, or the telegraph. Previously, there was no construct for these items to exist, for these inventions to exist. So someone had to go into a part of their brain, into a part of their mind, into a part of their being, where they were able to see and imagine and envision a certain result, whether that be a product, or a situation, or a feeling, or whatever that result would be, but they were able to do this. And I feel it was that piece, that part of them that was able to see this thing that didn't exist in the physical world, the part of them that was able to see this, that made possible that, that transmission of data coming from seemingly nowhere into them, into their brains, into their psyche, and from there, they were able to map out a plan. Maybe they were able to sketch a schematic or to draw a design or to think of a, an equation, the answer to an equation. And then they were able to bring that into a form, into a more physical form and into reality. You know, like I said, the invention of the airplane is a great example of this. Previously, it didn't exist, and it took the Wright brothers to have to go into their imaginations and almost see the outcome already happening, almost seeing a winged structure, a propeller, a man in the middle, and seeing it take flight. So my point here is, is that I feel that healing the aspect of healing has the component of the imaginary mind, of the envisioning mind or the envisioning apparatus that is somewhere in our beings. And until that part of our, we'll say, until that part of our psyche is engaged, there's certain types of things that won't be healed. 
you know, just in the same way that until we're able to imagine uh, an answer to a problem, let's say for a specific product that might be coming into existence, until we're able to actually see that in our mind, it's going to be very difficult to bring that out into the physical world. So until we're able to actually feel and sense and see the healing that is upon us, we might not be able to actually get there. So back to the conversation I was having. So what I was asking her was, do you actually see how it will be when you're completely healed? At that moment, from 99% to 100%, when you go from 99% healed to 100% healed, at that moment when everything is completely gone and out of your, out of your system, how will that feel? What does that look like? Where will you be? How will you be talking? How will you be dressed? Where will you be? Who will you be talking to? On and on and on. You can take the movie to as much detail as you want to take it. But the important piece is that you can feel it. Feel it not in your emotions, but just you can almost, if you close your eyes and you go into that state of imagining, it's almost as if it's real. And I believe that, that there is a part of our reality here in which that imaginary field, we'll call it, is real. If it wasn't real, then the things we have in our daily lives would not have come into existence. They don't just appear. There's a process. And part of that process happens in this imaginary field, in this envisioning landscape. So, just the same, healing as well is an outcome. It's a result, just like a product that you would make. Just like a physical object, it's a result. And similar to a product being produced, it also, healing also, is tied into that imaginary field, that field, that container of envisioning energy that happens. So, if you're dealing with something that is ongoing and it is a condition or a disease or an ailment or something that's just not supposed to be there and it's not moving itself out of you and you've tried everything, even if you haven't tried everything, this is something to do well upstream, well before you've tried everything. Try to imagine for a moment. Try to spend time, if you can, every day, even if it's just five, ten minutes, immersing yourself in this, in this state of, we'll call it daydreaming, if you want, but a meditative state where you quiet your surroundings and you quiet yourself and you quiet your mind enough so that you can experience the, we'll call it the scene or the part of the movie that you want to be playing out. And in this situation with my friend, the part of the scene that we're talking about is the part when cancer has completely left her body. And for her to invent and create a completely healed being, she needs to lend herself to the part of her being that can tap into that imaginary field 
and that can see the picture, and that can feel the feeling of a completely healed being. And from there, that's the moment at which you can start to trace that backwards. Once you see that result, once you see that that goal or that manifestation, you can then start to fill in the, the, the space in between where you're at now and where you want to be. But that's really hard to do if you don't have that final picture. It's really hard to build that first airplane if you don't have in your mind a picture of how that looks. So why is this important? Well, obviously it's important, I feel, because it's part of what I think the healing process is. I think it's a necessary component of healing. But there's another thing that happens, I feel, in that, in that state of imagination, in that envisioning environment. And although we can't see it, I do feel that something energetically, I don't know if it's at the atomic level, at the subatomic level, but something is actually starting to come into form. And this is where things get a little muddy or a little obscure in the three-dimensional world that we're in to try to explain. It can be a little obscure. But again, if you think about the examples of physical, physical items, they start in the mind, which potentially have another layer above that, where we'll call it data exists. And then that data comes into the being who is imagining this outcome. And then from there, they're able to put it on paper or render it on a computer or whatever it is. So at the point at which this field exists and this data is starting to kind of come together, I feel there's a component of energy that's happening. Okay. And in my opinion, energy exists only where there's life, only where there's energy, only where there's the ability for something to actually come about, the ability of something to actually exist. So if you're playing in that realm where there is this imagination happening, where there is this envisioning happening, if you're playing in that realm, you're starting to stimulate something. You're starting to catalyze something. You're starting to move something that previously had nothing there. It was almost previously there, just empty space. And now something is starting to stir. And since that something that's stirring has in its essence some type of, we'll call it life form, or ability to move, or ability to come into creation. Kind of like when a baby just happens, just starts magically, right? All of a sudden there's, there's an egg and there's a sperm and then there's cell division. At, at one point there was nothing and then there's something. It's, the same thing happens, I think, in this kind of field that I'm talking about. So at the point that the imagination starts to actually go there, starts to envision, starts to see this, this, this scene, that's almost a calling into being of this, we'll call it particular matter of essence, for lack of a better word. And this essence has a substance, this ha- this, this, and this substance has a, has a form. We can't necessarily see it, we can't necessarily measure it, but it's there. Once this process starts, this form starts to come into the being. 
one could argue that the being itself is creating that form. That we are the creators as well. But at some point, there's, there's a very thin veil between that, that substance that's existing outside of us, that imaginary substance existing outside of us and existing within us. I don't really believe there's a there's a barrier there. I think it's pretty much happening. This is again one of those obscure things. So one could say it's happening within us, one could say it's happening without us. But at that realm, I don't think we're really talking about 3D form. So it's really hard to kind of correlate that that's happening in this kind of field to us here in this 3D world, but let's just say it's happening. It doesn't matter if it's happening within us or without us. But when this thing is going on, when this creative force is happening, when this imagination energy is stirring, I feel that brings this kind of energy of sorts, we'll call it. And like I said, this energy has light, this energy has essence, this energy has something that's real and tangible at some level. When that starts to infuse in your being, when you start to really spend time in that scene, in that movie, in that vision. When you start to spend time there, more and more of that, that essence force, that energy starts to permeate your being. And at some point, it's my belief that it starts to interact with the substances, with the matter, with the situations inside of you that no longer serve you that no longer have a place there. It's kind of in the same way looking at a dark room and when you bring a candle into that room, well, wherever you walk with that candle, darkness won't exist because it can't, because the candle's there, (laughs) there's light. So if you can correlate or equate the cancer to like a dark room, when you start to imagine in this candle of, of vision into your being, it starts to illuminate that which was previously dark, that which was previously void of life, which we'll call cancer in this situation. So the piece that I think we're missing sometimes in this healing process that, that we all have different definitions for, that we have different modalities for and you know different cultural beliefs around, the piece that I think is not necessarily well, in mainstream cultures, in the West at least, the piece that's not really promoted is this kind of visionary piece, this imaginary piece that I'm talking about. So back to the conversation, I was asking her to spend regular time in the space of the imagination of her as a healed being. That's not fabricating anything. It's actually seeing what is already there. It's already there in its potential. One could argue that there's the potential for anything at any time, in any place, to be about, to be happening, to be coming forth. Potential is that, it's potential. And one could say anything can happen under certain circumstances, right? Given the right environment, the right time, everything has the potential to do anything to a certain degree within the construct that you're in. But we do know within the construct of the human being and in the story of the human being with cancer, there are times where the cancer just goes away, where it goes back into its state of remission and completely absolves itself. 
It's no longer an issue. So what this means to me is, is that the more you can immerse your space, the more you can immerse yourself in the space of this practice of visioning yourself as being healed, the more you're infusing yourself, the more you're infusing your being with this energy, with this light force of sorts that will come in and in a way that we don't necessarily understand in the Western allopathic world, that can come in and start to work at a different level with the disease at hand. Now, I'm no medical practitioner. I'm not here to tell you how to cure your disease or how to not cure your disease or to give you advice on what to do as far as your treatment that your doctor is prescribing to you if you have something that's going on. I'm asking you to add this to your regimen, not to stop anything that you're doing, but to just add this. I don't think that it would hurt to add this in. Um, and what it also does, in my opinion, is it starts to repattern your thinking. It starts to kind of put you more in the state of feeling healed and being convinced that you're on the road to healing. And a lot of times that's half the battle. You know, the mental spiritual battle that's happening in you as a being with a disease or with a condition is kind of half of the force necessary to overcome the condition. There's been many examples where people have overcome tremendous, tremendous challenges. Um, you know, medical challenges, we'll say. And all else being equal, they had they had what people call attitude, good attitude, uh, positive thinking, you know, all these things. But really what they mean to me is they had the belief, they had the knowing that they were capable of or deserving of or destined to be healed. And I think this makes a huge difference, a huge difference. So to kind of bring this to, to a close, my, my ask of you guys is to, well, to explore this, first of all, as a concept, as an idea, see how it feels to you. If you feel there's truth in it for you, I would encourage you to practice it even with small things, very small things. Uh, maybe you nicks yourself, scratch yourself on, on brick wall and you have a scab now on your arm and that's an opportunity to practice this. You know, it's something that needs healing and, uh, maybe it'll speed up if you do this practice. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I think it's worth trying. It's definitely worth trying anything when you're in a situation where it's dire straits and it's do or die and nothing else matters but you moving from step A, step B to step C and increments to get better and better and better. When you're that sick, anything, any little help happen, any little help is vital. Any little edge you can get is crucial. So go through this process, try to spend more time in this field of imagining, field of seeing. One could argue that you're already seeing, that that you're seeing something that's actually already out there, at least in a potential form. And if you believe that we can kind of, with right effort, right mind, right vision, that we can kind of pick off that tree, anything within that potential field, 
And the only thing that really determines which, which, which fruit we pick is the one that we want to imagine that we have in our hand. If you can just go there and say, okay, well, here's a tree with endless fruits on it. I want an orange. And you have to imagine that first, and then you go pick the orange. I want the apple. So it's not until you decide and envision what you want that you'll probably get what, what it is you'll have. That was a little abstract, but what I mean is, is that the visioning process is very key to manifesting that which you want. So not just visioning, visioning the uh, physical 3D manifestation of it, but more so immersing yourself in that visceral feeling that will be taking place when you have that which you want. Uh, this isn't about you know, the power of attraction and manifestation. That's not what I'm talking about here. This is a more subtle variation of that. And yeah, so if you know someone that's that's hurting, if you know someone that's going through this, and this, this, this applies to anything, I think. Uh, if you want to be out of this, let's say if you're in a situation where you just broke up with a partner and you're in this kind of inner turmoil. No, you don't necessarily have a disease. You're not necessarily dying. But you need to move out of that for you to be whole again. And I think this practice definitely helps in these situations as well. It can help in any situation. Let's say you're doing great and you wanted to be doing better than great. Well, I think it can help you to envision what that better part is. What is that next step for you? And when you envision that, when you're spending time on that, when you're able to go into that and see that, see that visual and feel that visual, then it starts to happen. Then you start to activate those electrons and those protons to come together in a way that something eventually will come into your mind as data and then will come out of yourself in some way, shape, or form as that that's going to manifest. So, please let me know what you think. Uh, I think when you comment on the show, when you send emails, when you leave reviews, it just helps to stimulate more energy. It helps to catalyze this creation, we'll call it. And it's not for me to have any type of personal gain other than the fact that I'm on a mission to do what I feel my duty is to help people. And this is one component of that. So the more I feel I can help, the more I feel I'm doing my duty and fulfilling that mission that I have. So if you can help me to help others, that would be awesome. So please leave your comments. Please leave your critiques. Please leave your communications in any way, shape, or form. Let's just connect. Let's interact. And let's do what we can do to uplift everyone and everything and this entire planet. So thank you again for your time. Thank you again for your presence. And thank you for all the work you're doing on yourself and everything you're doing to help others. Have a great day out there. Yes.
taking you to the essence of love.